I'm Sinead, Communications Manager at Imagine Insights, and I'm here joined by our Community Engagement Executive, Habs, a Gen Z herself, and Hills, our Business Development Executive, also a Gen Z, just about. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, Imagine This, the podcast for all things Gen Z. Want to know more about Gen Z? Then join us for our under 20 minute monthly podcast where we'll discuss what matters to Gen Z, how they think, and the incredible impact they're having on our society. Before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that we pay all of our Gen Z community for every single insight they provide to a brand. To pay more Gen Z and be the best at what we do, we really need this podcast to grow and it's very easy for you to help. If you're listening to us via Apple or Spotify podcast apps, then just simply press subscribe or follow. That's it. You've helped us massively just by that one simple action. Thanks so much for helping us to pay more Gen Z. So firstly, welcome to the Imagine This podcast, guys, Habs and Hills. Um, You've both now been with the business a short while. Habs, tell us about your journey today and how you're finding being a part of our internal tribe. Honestly, I am loving it and it's not even exaggerating it. Like, it's one of those jobs that you feel like it's too good to be true. And it's, you know, you kind of think, oh, yeah, like you're working less out, so it must be hectic. Although, yes, you have times that obviously you've got loads to do. But at the same time, where the team works so well together, you never feel alone. So loving it wouldn't change anything for it. So, yeah. And what's your favourite thing been so far? I think just getting to know everyone and working with the community as well. You know, getting to know the young people, you know, going on one-to-one calls with them and just getting to know them as individuals instead of, like, a group Mm. and just working with the team. It's really nice. And Hills, how are things for you? Yeah, good. I feel like time has flown. Mm -hmm. My probation's coming up, so it'll be about three three months. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers (laughs) crossed. I might not be here, guys. Um, So, yeah, it's it's going really well. I've learnt so much. Obviously, I'm working under Jay, and he knows the business, like, inside and out. So it's more like having a coach and a mentor every single day, which is so, so nice, which I've never had in a job role before. Um, And, yeah, like Habs, really, just soaking it all in, enjoying it all, making the most of it. Obviously, I travel in, so I travel in from Birmingham once a week, and I get limited time with the team, but when I'm with them... it feels like family. So. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. And here we are, the podcast family. Um, so today we're going to be discussing the trend of quiet quitting and Gen Z. Um, so you may have seen it on news sites recently. It's definitely been spoken a lot across my LinkedIn. What do we think? Firstly, Habs, do you want to talk us through what we think quiet quitting is and why it's become a phenomenon? So I actually saw it first on TikTok. So it came across me on TikTok. And I was just thinking like, what is at first I was just a bit confused like what is the term how does it work but after reading on it it kind of made sense so quiet quitting in a nutshell is basically going to work but doing like the bare minimum that you have to do so let's say you start work at nine and you finish at five you get there bang on nine and you're out the door by five you don't do any extra hours you don't do anything extra you're just doing what's on your contract and nothing more nothing less that's what the term is um I think in my opinion, it works for some, but for others, it could also be very hard on the team as well. So if someone comes in not pulling their weight fully, then it can be very, you know, it can just be hard on the rest of the team having to then work their own shift plus what you're doing as well. So I think it's something to be definitely discussed. And I think a lot of people have different opinions on it. Mm-hmm. Um, even the community, which really shocked me, actually. So I did it for the community, and I thought, because they were Gen Z, they were going to be like, yeah, like, we're all full quiet quitting, and it was completely the opposite. What like, did they say? They were literally like, they'll choose, obviously, a job because of pay, but they don't agree with quiet quitting. They think it's a trend, and um, 
they also don't th- they also think that it just creates more problems than solutions which is very interesting coming from Gen Z and Hills what do you think do you think it's a thing I'm like on the fence well I'm like just about Gen Z yeah. but in my heart I'm a millennial <laughs> and I honestly think quiet quitting is a fad I just think it's a new name that people have come up with Mm. and I feel like employers are just really paranoid about what their employees are doing at home. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, obviously, we've got Slack, we've got our laptops which have trackers on and whatever. Not ours. Not ours, thank God. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I just just don't see it as a thing. Like, Mm. I I really don't agree with the term. Yeah, I've wondered whether it's bigger organisations trying to ploy people back to the office 100%. and to try and create this narrative in the press and on social media that people are not doing the most anymore. But actually your stats from the community hubs show that our Gen Z, are they will go the extra mile. Like, yeah. out of the majority said that they would work above and beyond. So I don't know. For me, it's just, as you said, it's a term that's been brought around to just try and describe something and also, it's nothing new, right? Like, I'm sure it's been going on for ages, people that have had jobs. And I guess there's another thing to say about industry. You used to work in recruitment. I yeah. can't imagine it's that easy to hide behind a screen in such a fast-paced environment. No, and it's the same, like, if you're a retail worker. When mm-hmm. I used to work in, like, Joe Malone or Space and K, you can't, like, just ignore a customer no. and walk through the door. Like, you might glaze over and forget to say hello, but mm-hmm. you're still going to serve them. So I just yeah I'm I'm really fifty fifty about the term in terms of like what it means what it means yeah and I guess there's an argument to be had around should people go above and beyond in roles like I'm quite I guess traditional and career focused in the sense that I think you should have to work for that progression for the next level and there have been a lot of articles in the press around the younger generation sort of demanding progression quite early on and there's been quite a lot of negativity around that mm. is it just that Gen Z are more driven in the sense of they do care more about their mental health and their work-life harmony? Or do we think it is just that there's an air of... I don't want to use the word entitlement, but a lot of those press articles have used that word. I think, I think for me, I understand where Gen Z is coming from because if you look back to, like, back in the days, a lot of people have worked a lot for, like, maybe not even half of the pay. Mm-hmm. So I think whereas now, people are just like, we know how much companies are earning, we know how much you could be getting paid, but why should I go all above and beyond if you're not even putting half of that into me? Mm-hmm. So I think if a company values their staff and is looking after them, is caring for them, cares about their mental health, like look at us at Imagine Insights, they put in as much value to us as we put into them. Mm-hmm. And that's why we don't mind going the extra mile. We don't mind staying in after four. We don't mind coming in a bit earlier because what we get back from the company is just the same as we're putting back for them. Mm-hmm. But I think with a lot of other companies... It's like, you know, you just do, 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 but you don't really get recognition, and that's an issue. Mm. Because if I'm doing so much work and I'm not getting, not even like, oh, thank you for doing that, as if, like, you're meant to do it when really you're actually doing them a favour, that can also cause an issue, and I see where a lot of people are just like, mm. I get what you're saying, but I feel like we have to draw a comparison because yeah. not everyone's lucky to work in a startup with a small team. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're in a, I don't know, top five yeah. big corporation... Mm-hmm. And you can get away with quiet quitting. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? If you've just started or you've been in that role for a certain amount of time, you're comfortable, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Like people that get comfy in jobs tend to 
Think, ah, it's all right. Like, get back get away with that. <laughs> I wonder yeah. if it's something to do around motivation. Mm-hmm. So, my question now to you guys would be like, what can organisations and HR teams do from a Gen Z perspective to retain top Gen Z talent and to keep them motivated in their roles? Habs, we'll start with you. Um, I think first you have to recognise hard work. If you applaud some of what they're doing, it encourages better. Like, I even wrote a post about this on LinkedIn. A happy person in the workplace will give you more work and they'll give you better quality work because they're actually content with what they're doing, they're happy with the team, they're happy with whatever they're getting. But you also have to understand how how society has moved, and especially in the times that we're in now. We've gone through COVID, which means everyone's got the chance to work from home as well. Well, almost a lot of people did. So we've seen that, okay, you can work from home and still do your job fully, as well as taking care of like your family and still doing all these little things. And I think maybe that doesn't sit right with some employers and they're just like no we just rather everyone in the office but you know if you can be flexible why not just choose that option because mm. it's about the quality of you know work and life balance you have to have a balance in between you can't just say okay just work what about you know if you've got kids at home and you just want to do work from home and you can do that it just saves you much more time and money mm. for you would you say it's something about a two-way trust almost 100 i think what you're... i put in what the company gives me is also what I give back. So the more you put into your employees, the more you put into your colleagues, the more you're going to get back from them. Because if you don't feel appreciated in a workplace, would you stay? Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't want to be there because it's like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. And I think that can also cause a lot of motivation to then go down because, mm-hmm. like, oh, why am I putting in so much effort? And sometimes as well, which I was going to bring back um, back earlier, sometimes you're in a workplace, and I think, especially in big corporations, the people that do the least get promoted quicker and some people are just like working hard every day and they're just like and I think that's what um, brings things out quite quitting because like oh well if I can do the bare minimum and get up there why not do that then why mm-hmm. must I have to go through the long way to climb this ladder so I think definitely appreciate you know your um, your employees appreciate everyone that's around and you get way more from them I think from I wonder if it's a bit damaging as well whether this quiet quitting is being used as a like a uh, another terminology for people that are just setting boundaries at work yeah they are saying i'm not going to run myself into the ground and quiet quitting's now become a thing but actually i was just trying to protect my own well-being um hills we'll finish with you final thoughts on what organizations can do and what we think about quiet quitting as a whole yeah i mean hab's touched on you know giving back and i think my top two are working hours i've definitely seen an improvement in motivation when i'm working 10 till 4 mm-hmm. than when i worked 8 till 4 or maybe 9 till half 5 mm-hmm. um and culture mm-hmm. i think culture is really really important if you've got a team that gets along that meshes well it's so important and i think you'll benefit from that naturally but yeah quite quitting for me yeah bit of a fad i think yeah. yeah a bit of a new name for something that's been going on for mm-hmm. years yeah, yeah. I, I really do think like potentially it's just putting a name to something that is just happening in the background yeah, and it's just another word for staff that aren't that motivated really yeah. and I think that's something that organisations would have to tackle from the bottom up and from the top down yeah. and we were talking earlier weren't we Habs mm-hmm. when we were planning this around like if you have a member of your team that you think maybe might be quite quitting then maybe it's just best to have that conversation with them mm-hmm. to see why they aren't motivated anymore mm-hmm. to find out where that might lie and like how you can tackle it together because I think those open organisations tend to be the ones that are flourishing really aren't they yeah, definitely. sometimes as well people are just burned out like you've got I think a lot of people we forget 
yes we have our work life but we also have a life outside of work mm. so you've got family stuff to deal with you've got home stuff to deal with and especially in the times that we're now you know inflation's going up and all of these things you come to work then to just feel stressed out sometimes maybe someone's not quite quitting maybe they're just tired and mentally exhausted and that's why it's so important to do like check-ins with your staff you know is everything okay at home can we help you somewhere can we maybe take down the workload a little bit for you i think sometimes just like a little cry for help maybe yeah, so, yeah. interesting that's it guys i've loved having this conversation with you it's so topical it's so important i think we could have gone for way longer as always um as promised we've stayed under 20 minutes so thank you for listening to our 18th episode of imagine this our mission at imagine insights is to help gen z to shape their futures we know this is best done with brands because brands shape society and culture like our government and other establishments only wish they could Please do like, subscribe and share. Thank you for tuning in and we'll expect you next time.